0: When I say picture a student, what pops into your head? Is it a child getting ready for their first day of school? Is it memories of the last professional development class you took? Is it a grim reminder of what the fashion you wore in college looked like? There are a million different ways we can pursue education, and even within each of those categories, a million different kinds of students, each with their own needs, wants, desires, skills, challenges. And as an educator, the real question becomes... How do you define your ideal student, and how do you make sure you're reaching them and connecting with them in a real and tangible way? This is something a lot of institutions are struggling with at the moment. We're seeing struggles with enrollment, student churn, all signs that point to a lack of confidence from students in their specific institutions and the education industry as a whole, and not due to a lack of great options, classes, personnel, courses, all from institutions— It's just that students feel like they're not getting personalized experiences. So how can educators earn that trust and build those relationships? The first step is understanding exactly who is your ideal student customer. This is Transformation at Work, a podcast about real stories of business transformation and salesforce success eh, without all the jargon attached. The show is brought to you by Jarent, a summit-level Salesforce consulting and implementation partner and solutions provider, and I am Jeff Stormer, your host as always. This episode, we're looking at customer and stakeholder mapping in the education industry, how educators can develop a better visual of who their ideal target student is, and how they can leverage digital tools to better serve the needs of those students. Our guests this episode are Patricia Lumi and Umberto Murakami from Get Out and About Travel, a Brazilian travel agency that works with students and institutions to develop study abroad programs that help their students grow and succeed. Patricia and Umberto each have years of experience in the educational travel industry, over 25 years in Patricia's case and over 19 in Umberto's, and they each bring a passion and an expertise for identifying a student's particular wants, needs, and desires, and building a travel program that gives that student a pathway forward. I'll also be sitting down with April Bullwage, Jaren's practice lead in education, to talk about how data and digital tools can help institutions build and manage those customer and stakeholder maps a little later on. Patricia and I begin our conversation talking about the importance of knowing who your audience is and who your stakeholders are outside of the students themselves ahead of trying to attain enrollments and how crucially important it is to understand how market differences, such as in Patricia's case, the difference between the Brazilian and American markets, can impact who those stakeholders are.
1: Brazilians are very family-oriented, and uh, to commit to a program that is a, a long-term program at the beginning, it's not going to be uh, effective because uh, most of Brazilians want to try out before committing to a program. So this is something that I see some institutions uh, don't realize that we are very different from the American market and even for the Asian Market, because uh, Brazilians are very much to have the experience before committing to something.
0: That's a really great point, and I think it gets at the need for institutions to have that sort of overall customer map really like a clearly laid out photo of their customer when they are starting to work through this process. Because like you said, you're oftentimes not dealing just with the student, you're dealing with their family, their friends, their culture, the institution itself. There are a lot of stakeholders involved and you really need to be able to map out those stakeholders. And unless you're able to really map out the customer, that can be a real struggle. Is that something you can speak more about?
1: Totally, because sometimes the, the, the student wants something, but the parents don't want them to take this path. So it's a whole consultation of the family, uh, what they all want together.
2: Can you give us an example of what that looks like? Sometimes it's like going, okay, you want to do like a, an academic year abroad. Um, and then like the family, as she said, they kind of afraid of, okay, sending my kids abroad for a year by itself. So then we say, OK, let's do the opposite. Let's start with a summer program. So we stay a month away. And then from that experience, OK, how do you feel it? Did you like it? Did you feel confident about going uh, by yourself to a full year abroad without your parents? So it's about it's a path that we help the students to, and the parents to uh, know where to go and when to go.
0: That's a great point. It really speaks to how important it is to have that clearly mapped out photo of both your core customer as well as the other stakeholders impacting that decision. Because if you don't have that, if you can't really tell who the student is, what their passions are, where their skills are, where their challenges are, you run the risk of putting them in a situation where they're not primed and they're not positioned to succeed and achieve their goals. Is that something you can speak a little more about? Yes, totally. Especially when when we're talking about
2: the world, uh, I, I won't say like that. The world, because the Brazilians they that um, we make fun. They they uh, understand the programs abroad mostly by the TV shows. <laughs> so they uh, they watch TV and they say, "Oh, you know what? I want to go to LA." So on their mind, it's LA is the best place, or they want to go to New York, uh-huh. and sometimes they don't have the maturity to do that. If you put a shy person in New York. Uh, it's gonna be a real problem because nobody's gonna be taking care of uh, this person, and at the end, you're gonna say he's gonna be calling you or crying, or the mother and father is gonna be calling you and say, "Bring my my son back," because he's like desperate. So for us, it's like a really understanding and listening, uh, not only the parents but the student itself, so we can combine the what the parents want and also what the kids want.
0: Now, that provides a really great segue to the other topic that I'd like to dig into, which is, you know, as you're building out this customer map and you're really like building this picture of the customer, how does that help you develop your relationship with them and identify the right program for them both now and in the future? What we realize is that sometimes people come
2: to us, they are really in doubt. So uh, they hear about uh, other friends, what they're doing, or a family that did some programs. And when they talk to us, they uh, our job is to first of all listen to them, listen to what they really want, what do they expect, and sometimes we when we say we are a consultancy, uh, is that we uh, look for what they want in the future, not only in, like in the um, uh, in something like in the present day. Sometimes they come to us and say, "Oh, I want to do an English program," and they say, "Then we we ask, why do you want to do an English program? Is that for?" Business purpose is that because you just want to take a vacation and you think that um, it's more beneficial to do a language program during your vacation. So you have either uh, learned something and also enjoy the vacation. We understand what they uh, what they are looking for. And based on our experience, we are allowed to uh, recommend the best path for them. So they uh, sometimes they come to us, say, oh, I want to do like a, a language program. And as Patricia said, we say, okay, from based on what you're talking to me, um, maybe it's a pathway. You're not and you're not going for a language program because we already have the, the the language. Maybe it's going a next step further.
1: We also continue with the the contact with our clients. So okay, they started thinking about the summer program, language program, but we know that in their mind they want to do a higher education, do a. Uh, university in the U.S. or even abroad in other countries. So we actually maintain this contact with them. So now you have done this program. Why not try this another one that is going to help you in your process uh, achieving what you really want?
0: And that's part of knowing your customer, right? Like it's it's an ongoing process that lasts so long after they've been in the program because that's something you can speak more on.
1: Uh, we have clients with us for more than 10 years. So they started like very young teenagers um, and now they're on graduate programs. So what we feel is that I think being together with the, the, the client is the most important for us. Remembering Jeff, what he likes, what he did, he doesn't like. So we could call him and say, you know, we had an opportunity. There's an an institution that I think it would be best for you. Like, what do you, have you thought about your holidays right now? And it's been very, um, very fruitful for us because uh, then we see the path going like to the end that the client really wanted in the beginning.
0: Now, this brings up a really interesting point that I think holds true across all of education. And that is... You know, the education industry is built on teaching students new skills, showing students new perspectives, and helping students advance towards their long-term goals. What all that means is that as educators, we are facilitating change and growth, and that if we're doing our jobs well, the students that we're teaching are going to be different when we're done teaching them in some small way, large way, whatever. But what that means Is that when you are mapping out, when you are describing this image of your ideal student, you can't just map them out as you see them now. You have to have an ongoing process in place for collecting that data, for identifying those signposts, and it has to include where you see them going because they're going to be going somewhere different and where you engage with them now might not match where they want to be engaged with in the future. For institutions that fail to do that, that fail to continuously meet students where they are, that can have huge impacts on student churn and on confidence levels, both in individual providers and in the education industry as a whole. These are dire consequences, both for the institution and also for the student. And remember, in education, it's ultimately all about working for the student. Let's throw it back over to Patricia for more.
1: The connection we have with the client is. Totally important, but the institutions they want they have to know that the, the connection they have with the agencies also are extremely important because, especially with our market, uh, Brazilians are very connected to talking to someone. So sometimes we see some institutions making some promotions online, and so you can apply online and you can have a discount or in a scholarship. So sometimes they say, oh, you can have a scholarship if you apply online. But for a Brazilian, they want to talk to someone. They want to know how the experience it is. And for our um, job to have this contact with the institution as well, it's very important to have this connection.
0: Now, managing all that data, all the information on all of those students and making sure that you're addressing each of their individual needs, that is... No small feat. For institutions that lack some of that experience or whom are trying to refine or develop their recruitment processes, collecting and managing that data manually can be a pretty huge undertaking, which is where a lot of institutions are finding pretty meaningful success centralizing and digitalizing their student data into solutions such as Salesforce Customer 360. To talk more about that, I sat down with April Ballwage, Jaren's education practice lead, to talk about the ways that centralizing and aggregating student data can accentuate an institution's ability to identify their ideal student for recruitment and admissions purposes.
3: The great thing about data is data tells the truth. So data will allow you to really analyze your student base, really understand who they are, what's important to them, who they are now coming out of pandemic, if that has changed for your institution or not, um, it'll allow you to understand what the best uh, best way to communicate with them might be, what their their preferred platform is, and also where to meet them. Are they the type of students that you're going to engage with at a student fair? Are they someone who's happy to fill out a form online and just have an online session? Do you need to meet with their parents? who are the decision makers in that process and the recruitment and admissions phase of the student life cycle, data is critical because that is what sets the foundation for the rest of the students journey with your institution.
0: It's a great point. And the thing about that is like being able to retain all that data and also synthesize it is the thing that it's easy to do with a computer that like if you're in recruitment and you're trying to do all of this manually, that is mountains and hours of work, right? Like that is an insurmountable amount of work that like when translated to a computer or something that you can just offload that and really put your focus back where it matters.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, imagine the days of using everything and everything's in a spreadsheet. At best, you can filter and, and get a few columns out yeah. and sort it alphabetically, but when you can really get a refined list of here are my students for a specific academic term, let me get to them by major. Not only let me add something on top of that, let me find majors who might be adding and adding another attribute to their program. Let's say they want to they want to be in a specific club or they're on athletic team, any other type of interest that might be important to them, you can then really hone in on who your students are, and that will actually give you more information to share with them to make that a more personalized experience for them. And so,
0: uh, which segues nicely to our second question, as I zoom in a little bit, like, what are some ways that team leaders can really leverage Customer 360 to develop more comprehensive consumer and stakeholder maps for the students that they're looking to recruit, bring into admissions, and start that process with?
3: I think the first part of it is really understanding what your... I mean, I hate to say it, but what is some of the back office work that has to happen, right? So, coming from admissions, you know, I I tend to sometimes focus more so on what were my requirements and what I needed sure. from the student, and work backwards from there. Which, in the right way to look at it, it's really what is the student looking to do? What are they looking to go through? But the reality of it is, you need to check a few boxes as part of that process. So, part of it is understanding what are your requirements, what you really need to do institutionally, from a reporting standpoint, from meeting a certain demographic, from understanding what your what your student pool needs to look like. And then once you have that information, work backwards. Okay, what information can I collect about a student that's going to check the boxes I need, but also to give me some more insights into them? And I probably said it before, and if I haven't, you'll hear it again for, for sure, that the best thing about an admission application is you can make all those questions required. So anything you want to find out about a student, that's when you ask them because they have to answer it. And at that point, you can really, really start honing in on what they what their interests are and what motivates them but it also will allow you to think about your reporting. It'll allow you to think of, I'm collecting all these different data points. Imagine the robust reporting I can have now. Imagine the dashboards that I can build that are gonna empower my team. So not only am I getting insights into the student themselves, I'm getting insight into how I can use this data to have a better functioning office, to have my team have less time digging through again through spreadsheets and files anywhere. It's a matter of I'm taking this data and now that I understand how we're going to use it, I can prepare it and serve it up in a way that makes everyone's days better. It makes student experience better. But on the staff side of things, it made their process much easier because you've identified that in admissions, we need these 50, 50 fields of data are important to our process. We've collected 25 more because the academics is going to need them. So let's make sure that we understand who needs what data and when we can ask for it.
0: To your point, like being able to, to add that data and aggregate it and, like, you know, get in those fields as you need, like, it turns every application into an opportunity to build out that map more precisely because suddenly you're like, well, if we start collecting this data, then we can we can really focus on like what our students, you know, extracurricular hobbies are. Or if we start targeting you know these other areas, that's too, like, like you said, that's such a huge opportunity to continually evolve that map. And being able to do that in one place, in one platform is a really invaluable, invaluable tool for people working in recruitment and admissions.
3: Absolutely. And a, a big piece that's going to be funding. Right. How is the student funding their program? Because once you know that about them, you understand what what they could potentially be eligible for because you've collected all this really good data so you know what type of funding they might qualify for. And even if they're not aware of it and funding is an issue, you can really, you can intervene and you can truly be a a partner to them and an assistant to them saying, hey, look, based on your requirements, you would be eligible for this type of scholarship or even government funding or another type of third-party funding that would be available that the student wasn't aware of. And that is something that can make or break a decision. They may love a school, but they can't afford it. How can you intervene and collect that good data to make sure you know about them to actually help that student attend your program as they desire to?
0: And that's, that's the goal in a nutshell, right? The education exists to serve the needs of the students, and it's just making that process easier from the, from the beginning of the admission process all through graduation and beyond.
3: 100%.
0: Thank you again to April for sitting down with me and for sharing those incredible insights. Now, we've talked a lot about the importance of mapping out your customer and really creating a clear picture of sort of your ideal student and how digitalization can help ease the burdens associated with managing and tracking and aggregating and distributing all that data. But there still remains one really, really big question, and that is, if I am a team leader, if I am a manager, a director, I am in charge of making this happen, where do I start? You know, what's that first step to take? And that is oftentimes for institutions and for individual educators, kind of a mammoth question, right? For more on that, let's throw it back to Patricia and Umberto. For me, uh,
2: this is something that we, uh, we spoke before, uh, Patricia and I. Um, I think um, the institutions, first of all, they need to understand their heart. They should there, there is a lot of uh, institutions out there that when they come to us, when they are talking to us and we make some questions, like we said, um, this student is shy, uh, this student, um he is uh sometimes um not so independent. They come to us and they say, Oh, that's perfect. You you fit for our, our institution, because we have a host parent, we have like uh um not host parent, sorry, a house parent sometimes they have. Um, that uh, uh, somebody that uh, lives with a student so they feel comfortable, um, they uh, focus on um, making the student feel safe and uh, uh, and cared about. Uh, this is something that people don't put on their brochure. They just say uh, they talk when they are talking to us. Uh, so when they when you're thinking about uh, technology how how to make uh, this helpful for us. Uh, open your heart, like go there and say, okay, this is like, uh, um, who should come to our institution? Like a student, if your student is independent, come here. Uh, Or if it's not independent, uh, don't come here because uh, we're not going to offer you the level of needs that he might have. But another institution might say, yes, come to us because we are exactly like that. We want to care your kid. We're going to uh, support your kid so he feels confident that he is not alone. So this uh, this uh, particularity that um, a lot of institutions they have, but they don't promote on a paper base. And when you're talking about technology, he can do it. So uh, for me, I think uh, once the, the institutions embrace this and put it as a flag, okay, we are like that. Um, the more the more things they explain. Uh, the easier it will be for us and also uh, for the students to start thinking about that.
1: I totally agree. And especially because what we aim in the company uh, is to place the right student in the right institution. So for us, it's really important to understand what kind of institution you are and what kind of student you're looking for. Because it's not like there's not the best institution of the best program, but it has the best program for you.
0: E- Excellent. That's a really great point. And it really, it's a valuable reminder to no matter where we go, no matter how technical the pictures that we get and how advanced the processes we put in place, it's a great reminder to keep the student at the center of that conversation, right? Like no matter how many other stakeholders are present, no matter how what technical solutions you rely on at the end of the day. As educators, we need to be able to confidently say, this is what the student wants, and this is what is best for their goals long term.
2: Absolutely. And we have a case here in Brazil that uh, Patricia has, has been taking care of um, a family um, of two daughters um, that she, like 20 years ago, uh, sent these uh, this two kids to study abroad on like um, a summer program. And um, until like recently, uh, she sent the same, pers- the same person to do uh, a master's degree in, uh, in Berkeley, for example. So it was a journey. And it was like um, showing, and, and, and th- this is something that explained everything. The mother uh, called us and said, I need to thank you because you've been with me the entire part of educating my kids. So now I see my daughter as a full professional and I need to thank you dad because you help us build this path for them to be what they are today. So this is what we, um, we see and what we want to do for every single students of our company.
0: That's beautiful. That's, and that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Um, Thank you both so much for joining us. This has been a fantastic interview. Any closing thoughts before we wrap up?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I
1: really want to thank. I think um, for our side and for the institutional side to have Jaren, to have this technology helping us, it's really important. I think from all of the aspects of the pandemic, The good thing was a time for us to think about our jobs and what we're doing and what we can do it better. Uh, And uh, I hope to to have more um, help 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 path with the 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 technology from from you guys.
0: At its most basic level, working in education is about helping students. The industry exists to give students, regardless of age or educational context, a pathway to success. And that's a tremendously powerful thing. But the reality is, educators can't give students those pathways if they don't understand who they are and what they're looking for and what pathways they need to take. This is where comprehensive customer mapping comes into play. It tells educators who they're looking for and who's going to best benefit from their services so they can make the most impact on every individual student. Because that's what education is all about. This has been Transformation at Work. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Umberto and Patricia for an incredible conversation and to April Bullwidge for her additional expertise. Transformation at Work is, as always, produced by Jaren in collaboration with Salesforce. I am Jeff Stormer, your host and producer. Until next time, thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you again real soon.